0: Welcome to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I'm your host, Steve Copeland, and thank you for tuning in. Let's have a great day. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Today is going to be another one of our special shows, and I say that every time, I guess, but today's going to be a really special show, but before I get started, I want to thank Donna last week for the show that she did with me that was an encore show, but the week before, Because we did an encore show, I didn't get a chance last week to thank Don Green. Don, you are such such a wonderful inspiration to everybody. And every time I get you on the show, I get so much wonderful response and thank yous for bringing you back onto the show. And your show about creative vision and imagination was, I think, one of the best shows we've ever done. I got a lot of great responses from it. And I just want to say thanks, Don. I, I love you and I appreciate you. Well, today is just amazing. Let me read you what it's going to be, and then I'll tell you how this show got to be, how how I got here today. Uh, It's episode number 128, Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. is very pleased to announce that this week's show is called The Transcendent Life with guest evangelist, Michaela Fate. Tune in and hear Steve and Michaela talk about how you can rise above your circumstances and experience the peace and power that awaits each each one of us When we are walking in a kingdom mindset, well, I'll tell you what this that I just read with this show is going to be, I think it's everything that I want to be able to do with my life and to have Michaela walk into my life and give me this opportunity to be with her tonight. I said tonight because we're really pre-recording this for the show that's going to air on Monday. So everybody knows the secret now, and this is pre-recorded, but Michaela, I want to, I want to, are you with me with Michaela? Are you there? I'm here, Steve. Well, Michaela, just hold on for just a second because I'd like to say just a couple things and then I really kind of want to turn it over to you. Michaela Fate is Leffert Fate's daughter-in-law. She's married to his son, Calvin, and when Leffert called me up about a week or so ago and said, Steve, I'd like to introduce you to Michaela and you're going to have a connection with her that's just like when I introduced you to Ms. E. L. Diaz. And, and I said, Oh my gosh, Leffert, that's going to be incredible. And, and he said, Oh yeah. He said, you know, she's, she's an evangelist. She's a preacher. Uh, she's an internet preacher and a street preacher, but she did a women's conference and Leffert told me that he heard, heard her preach for the first time and that she just blew him away. And so she gave me a call and we got to talking and, uh, and here we are right now. And, uh, And I promise you, I've had about an hour, hour and a half or so conversation with Michaela uh, previous to today, and you're going to just be overwhelmed with how beautiful she is. Michaela, God bless you. Thanks for being on this show with me right now.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Steve. What an honor. I mean, it's just truly an honor to do this show with you today. I want to thank my father-in-love. I call him my father-in-love. Uh, Lefcourt Bates. Um, I mean, just truly an awesome, awesome man, awesome speaker. Um, and I want to thank you also, Steve, just for sharing your, you know, your personal testimony with me, and just for this show. I mean, what a better, no better title than Right Thinking. Um, I mean, it's truly an honor. So thank you.
0: Oh, you're you're so welcome. But when I say that everything that that I read that this show is going to be about is really what I want my whole life to be focused on. You know, the Lord gave me the purpose that He he, he, he sent me in the direction that he wants me to do. And, and he keeps bringing me in, into a fellowship and union with people that are just doing the same thing. And, and what's the same thing? It's just being obedient to him and, and asking him every day, Lord, what do you want me to do today? You know, I want to be your instrument. And so with that said, you did a woman's conference. And this is really what Leopard called me. He said, Steve, you got to hear this. And, and this woman conference is called Go to the Next Level. Come expecting, leave empowered. And, and it's, it's the, the bullets are grow spiritually strong, break mental strongholds off of your life, gain keys to mental and emotional health and stability, redefine what gives you confidence, repair and strengthen your marriage, God's perspective on sex and intimacy in marriage, build and improve your business using kingdom strategies. Come and get your healing breakthrough deliverance. But I'll tell you what it caught my eye on this, and it's gonna surprise you. You did this conference in Lawrenceville, Georgia, did you not? I
1: did. I sure did.
0: Well well, let me tell you. See, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is because because you're a woman, (laughs) because you're a person of God. And I've spent probably maybe a hundred ten visits to a prison called called Brunswick Women's Work Center. It's a women's prison in Lawrenceville, Virginia. Wow, that's so, how about that? so now we got Lawrenceville, Georgia and Lawrenceville, Virginia. And I gotta tell you that, that the couple of years that I spent in that prison were some of the most wonderful times that I've ever had because the, the women there are just absolutely so beautiful. And the one thing that I wanna tell you about them is they don't want to be there. They don't ever wanna go back there when they get out. And And I find that women, Women are a little different than men. A lot of men sometimes can get very used to the lifestyle of going in and out of prison like it's no big deal, kind of a macho kind of thing. But I don't find that with women. Women, it's it's the worst, pardon my language, but it's the worst hellhole of existence for them, and they never, ever want to experience again. So with that said, let's go from Lawrenceville, Georgia to Lawrenceville, Virginia, and let's help all the people, not just women, but men, learn how they can Experience this peace and power that you speak to.
1: Absolutely. Wow. All right. Well, the transcendent life, God gave me this conference, Steve. It was not something that I came up with on my own. I was very much just content in the Lord, um, you know, but God has called me. And so I am just going to be obedient to what you have me to do. So He gave me this conference, and I, I titled the conference the Virtuous Women's Conference. The subtitle is Go to the Next Level. And God gave me this download um, called The Transcendent Life that my father-in-law is, is speaking of. Um, and what it is about is how to go to the next level in every area of your life. And so there's some wisdom nuggets and some power keys that I give to help everyone know how to transcend in their life. So I start out by talking about What transcend means to transcend means to elevate, to go to the next level, to go from one place to another, to rise up. And I believe that that is what God is calling absolutely all of us to do in our life. So I did mention, as we had two men in the room, um, that this message was not only for women, but it was for men as well. Whenever God gives us a word it's for absolutely everything, you just have to apply it to your life. And so I started out by talking about my own personal battles because see, I believe in being transparent and I believe in being real. I believe that God is calling the body of Christ to get real. And when I say get real, I don't mean get real in our flesh. I mean, get real and know who we authentically are in Christ. And we can't know who we are until we know whose we are. And so in order to do that, we have to deal with some areas in our mind. God wants to change our mindsets. And so I begin to talk about what Romans 12, 2 says, which is, and do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed in the renewing of your mind that you may be able to discern what is the good, acceptable, perfect form of God. Amen. And so uh, I I started off by talking about what is shaping and molding our mindsets? The apostle Paul is exhorting us to not let our minds be conformed to the things of this world, but rather let it be the Holy Spirit that is transforming our mind by renewing it. And to renew our minds, it's similar to the metamorphosis process in which a caterpillar becomes a butterfly or a tadpole becomes a frog. It's God taking one thing and, and changing that into something completely different. And so that is what God wants to do with our mind. He wants to elevate our minds. And God does this in this renewing process in which he changes our mindset to think more like him, to have a heavenly mindset in a kingdom mindset is to think more like Christ. It's to align your mind with kingdom thinking. It's to align your mind with the word of God. And so the Holy Spirit does that by using the word of God and using the truth of God, and using the revealed glory of God to elevate our mind throughout our lives through this renewing process so that our mind begins to think as it ought, respond to the things of God as it ought, and even perceive the grace of God as it ought. We can't do that on our own. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. And so I talk about what um, our mindsets, because whatever is shaping and molding your mind is also contributing to your self-image. And so the question that I asked, Steve, and I'll ask you uh, tonight for you to meditate on is what is defining you? It's a question that I believe that we have to ask ourselves throughout different points in our life. The Bible says that we should examine the spirits to test whether they are from God. And I believe that the very first spirit that we should examine should be our very own. What is defining me? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is driving me? What is motivating me? And so I don't know if you want to answer that out loud for you, but that's a question that I pose for people to be thinking about.
0: I would like to, uh, I would like to speak it. Okay. When it comes right down to it, my wife and I, we, we, we pray to the Lord constantly all through the day. And, and what it really comes down to is it's not about us in any way it's about the Lord. It's about glorifying the Lord. So what defines me is when I can, when I can submit completely and trust the Lord with everything that I am and everything that will ever be, and to know that even in good times or, or even in the bad times, that that it's still trusting of the Lord. And so what I'm trying to say, which defines me is, you know, some of my adversities and my hardships that I've gone through have been, you know, this is my 128th broadcast. And so I, I share my life constantly just to try to get other people to connect and, and know that, you know, they're not the only ones maybe that's having a rough time, but that when we get to where you, you hear people say things like, you know, even, even in all my pain, you know, I still trust the Lord or whatever, you know, joy and suffering. It's not about the suffering and it's not about the joy. It's about God glorifying him. So when we get completely out of ourselves and just know that whatever time he's given us in this life that we have, that we, we don't think about it like that. We think about it that we're here because of him and to be thankful every day and to not feel sorry for ourselves if we're going through hard times. So for me, I define myself as a, as a person that got to a place in my life that I just all I want to do is just please the Lord and be his instrument.
1: Amen. Amen that's, um, there's nothing better than for that to be what is defining your life. But I'll, I'll tell you about some of the things that I talked about in the conference, because what defines most people is stuff. Most people are defined by their money. Most people are defined by their title, by their spouse, by their looks, by their house, by their cars, by their accolades, by their education, by their degrees. Most people are defined by things, but Steve, as I mentioned to you on the call yesterday, sometimes what can be defining us is an experience that we've had. And a lot of times it's a very painful experience. But as I mentioned in the message, you can have people that say, I just haven't been the same since I got divorced. I just haven't been the same since he cheated on me or she cheated on me or they walked out on me. There are people that are being defined by betrayal. So to them, they're looking through a scope of a defining factor that has become a mental stronghold. And that's gonna create a lens of distortion. Mm. And so you begin to look through every area of your life through that lens and that scope of betrayal, thinking that everybody is going to hurt you, everybody's going to betray you, everybody's out to get you. You could also be being defined by a diagnosis. And so there are some people that say, I just haven't been the same since I got diagnosed with cancer or since I got diagnosed with something Now these are real life experiences. They're really painful and we really go through things that are really hard and very difficult in our life. But when they become a defining factor, then we're looking through a scope of circumstance. So what we can begin to have is circumstantial faith, situational faith. It's faith that's based off of what our natural eyes see and not through a spiritual scope of God is all powerful, God is all merciful, God is a healer and he is the God of miracles. So we begin to look through that distorted scope in our life. And what that does is that shapes our mindset. And our mindset is a collection of our attitudes, our thoughts, our demeanors, our postures, our viewpoints. And so when that begins to shape our mindset, then mental strongholds that form will keep us in a place of fear. They'll keep us in a place of being emotionally led. Uh, we'll, we'll stay in a place of only thinking within our five senses, what we can see, what we can taste, what we can touch, what we can smell and what we can hear. And so it's very important that God, you know, we pull down those mental strongholds so that we can be free of those fears and being emotionally led um, because that is, you know, ultimately why why Christ died is to free us of anything that would keep us in bondage, even if it's bondage
0: in our minds. When you said some of the things you just said, I know a lot of people, and you went right into fear. People are led by the world, they're influenced by their fears, but a lot of people have an attitude when they have a lot of fear, when you think they're at that low point where they're ready to finally fall down and submit to the will of God and just say, okay. But it's, what have you done for me lately? They wanna buy an insurance policy that's very temporary. I mean, I, I won't tell you anyone in particular, but I know several people very well that have gone into a surgery and for the week before the surgery and the month while they're recovering, oh, they are just praise the Lord every day. And then about two <laughs> months later, they're back out there and doing whatever the, the Senate and vice that they did before they, 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 got, they got to that point. And so I think part of the thing that we're, we're trying to do is have people not live a lie like that, where it's not just a temporary situation. What you're speaking to is absolutely beautiful.
1: Well, see, you're right on the money with that because, I mean, I've I've seen that happen as well with so many people, and you know, we can't be ruled by fear because, you know, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear, and it also says that uh, you know God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So. We are not to be led by fear. We are to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, I believe that God wants to help us to overcome these areas in our life that are keeping us in a place of fear, keeping us in a place of worry, keeping us in a place of anxiety and stress, because there are so many people, Steve, that are living with secret and silent pain. And really, people are really close to drawing more and more close to the edge. And so- God has given me a message of hope. He's given me a message of encouragement. And he's given me a message of empowerment to really speak to people's life. And I want to touch on this because in the conference, I go into more details about this, but in the conference, um, I was also talking about, you know, people who have had real life circumstances that have happened to them. And it's it's become a defining factor in their in their life. For instance, Naomi. Naomi in the Bible, her husband and her two sons, they die. And that's a real tragedy for anybody. I mean, that's somebody's worst nightmare coming true. But it's become a defining factor in her life. And so she has been, she is now filled with the spirit of an orphan, feeling abandoned, feeling left alone, feeling forsaken. And so what happens is she changes her name from Naomi, which means joy, to Mara, which means bitter. So now she looks through a bitter scope. And when you look through that bitter scope, that is going to cause you in every area of your life to see through that bitter scope. And so she even thought that God was out to get her. She said, the hand of the Lord is going out against me. So when you have mental strongholds that form in your life, they will keep you from perceiving truth. That's what they're there for. They will also keep you feeling, uh, having a victim's mentality. And so she had that in her mind and she looked through that bitter scope, but she didn't see that she had one person in her corner because the Bible said that Ruth clung to Naomi and wouldn't leave. Her.
0: Where you go, I will go.
1: Your people will be my people. Yeah. People oh, it's such, people.
0: That's, That is such a beautiful story. Yes. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. That's true. That's true. Love there. Yeah. Honor. She honored her. It was so sure. I love that. You know, um, when you said that you have a message of uh, encouragement and hope and empowerment, um, I, I, I say that my message is a message of love, encouragement and hope. Same thing. And uh, and so what I've learned that I know that, you know, is that so many people that are in bad circumstances, they, they build a wall around themselves because they they don't trust anyone because through their life, They've been hurt, neglected, abandoned, abused, all of these things. And we could probably name 50 other things that are in the negative world where where young, innocent children, they grow up. But the world that they grow up into, and that's one of the most unfair things in this life that we all share, is children do not choose the family that they're born into. A child could be born into a family that's just going to be so wrong. Another child could be into a family that's just so beautiful and, yes. and but the child has no choice of that family and so when we have people that come through the families that 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 are that are wrong and I'm not even going to try to define that right now and I mean that's a whole couple days' worth of conversation. you can pick up wherever you want but but the problem is these people they they've done bad things sometimes when they you know they start sending their child in there they, they They drop out of school, they get into gangs, they get into drugs, they get into youth prostitution, whatever the whatever these things are. But then they're out on the streets. And then before you know it, you know, they commit some crimes. They become incarcerated. But we've got to get back to that inner child that they started with and let them know that they're loved. Because that's where it really goes. And 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 for me, uh, you know, being a martial arts master, when I when I work with people, people on the streets, they don't You're a street evangelist. So you're going to know. They, they don't want you inside their space. They build this wall. And on the streets, the law, the, the law of the jungle is if you touch someone, they have a, in their mind, they have a right to, to take your face off. But what I like to do when someone's agitated and crying out like that, I like to just get right inside their space, get right close to them. I put my little finger on their collarbone like a butterfly touch. So they barely feel that I'm there, but they need human interaction. They're not, they've driven everybody away from them. It's so unusual when they meet someone that gets inside with them. And so I've, I've taken that ability that the Lord has given me to get close to people. And, and I, I read your letter before we went on the show that I'm going to read on a show soon. I get correspondence from people in prisons all over the country. And the letter that I read you was from a, a person that's, a, that's got a life sentence in a, in a maximum security prison in Mountain City, Tennessee. And when he tells me that, that I gave him hope and that he just can't wait to see me the next time I come, it is such an honor for me yeah. to go yes. there and be one-on-one with people like that. Because when it comes right down to it, we're all the same. We all need love. But, but these people have gotten so hard that others are afraid to get close to them. But you have to get close to them. And I know you do it because you use the word of God and you have no fear with these people because there's nothing any stronger. You're protected.
1: Amen, Steve. I mean, you know, the Bible says that they will know you are my disciples by your love. Yes. We have to love. There's, there's no other way to display Christ other than to love the unlovable. I mean, right. Like, I mean, even Jesus says, I mean, we're to love our enemy, you know, we're to pray for them. You know, we have to, you have to love the kind and the unkind, and, and there's such a lack of love, authentic love in the world. Um, love has been just so distorted, um, you know, because there will be people that say that they love you, but they'll do really bad things. And so a lot of people have a skewed, distorted view on what love actually is, um, you know, and it takes, I was talking about this at the conference, but we can only love, Steve, how Christ loved through the scope of humility. You can only love your wife through the scope of humility. I can only love my husband through the scope of humility. You can only love mankind through a scope of humility because it's going to cause you to have to love people right where they are. You know, we're just going to have to love people right where they are. That's not always the easiest thing to do, but it is the godly thing to do. It's the right thing to do.
0: Well, some people don't feel like they're worthy of love and that's what they're carrying through their life. And when you can come along and love them, it'll change their life. And Absolutely. one thing that your, your father in love, I love the way you call Leffert <laughs> father in love because I love Leopard. We, Leffert and I have grown so close together. And one of the things that I always like to talk about with Leopard, he's he, he's got humility. And what he always says, no matter, no matter what he's talking about, if anyone wants to thank him for, for what it is that he's doing, he always brings it around and says, it's not me. It's through me. It's the Holy spirit through me. And and he's, he's sincere. And that's what I love about your father in love. He is such a beautiful person. He, he truly wants to help make the world a better place in which to live. And, and there's not a day of his life that he's not doing something to do that.
1: You know what? That's so true. And I was just talking to him about that yesterday, actually. Um, that's funny that we're talking about it now, but. He is. He he genuinely does want to help others and want to um, be used and is being used. um, It is such an instrument to helping people, you know, just be be their best selves, you know, which is, I mean, it takes a humility and a selflessness to to do that. And, you know, you're doing it as well, Steve, and, and I'm doing it. And that is what we are called to do in the body of Christ. We are called to be, to give our lives away, you know, to, to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of other people. That's truly loving that that's truly loving people. But we
0: wouldn't want it any other way because nothing else has any real value to it compared to the gift of being able to love.
1: There, that's so true. Um, you know, something that I think is so important for people to understand is I was listening to your show that you had sent me, Do You Love Yourself? And it made me think about, you know, how many people would answer that question, no, um, you know, or their actions may may say, no, they don't. And I think that that's just so very sad. And that's why I talk about redefining what gets you confidence, because we have to begin to see ourselves through spiritual eyes, through God's eyes, because it's not stuff. It's not people. Um, there are some When I pray over people, there's some things in our minds that have been embedded, whether they were taught or whether they, you know, were learned, um, that need to be plucked out of our mind, you know, just things that people may have said to make, you know, us feel a certain type of way or how we feel about our own selves sometimes, or even lies of the enemy, Steve. And so we have to be very careful about what we're allowing in our mind and what we are choosing to believe, because as I, I say in the message How you redefine what gives you confidence is you have to build what you believe and what's forming your mindset on truth. When you believe lies of the enemy, that's not building a a true kingdom mindset. That's distorted. That's not true. That's based off of lies. But when you believe the truth of God's word and what God says about you, uh, you know, God says that you are the head and not the tail. He says that you are above and not beneath. He says that you are a lender and not a borrower. He says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that we are blessed and highly favored. So I don't know about you, Steve, but I believe what you're going to do is what I'm going to do is which I'm going to believe God because he truly knows me because he created.
0: Can I, can I throw something at you? That's an interesting experience that I had. I, I met a man once and he was a huge, powerful man. I mean like about a 255, 60, like massive, strong man. And He had been in prison, and he unfortunately, when he was uh, 17 years old, he he was with another person's girlfriend, and he was at a 7-Eleven, and a car came up beside him with four men in it, or four guys. I guess they're men, you know, 18, 19 year olds, and one of them was the boyfriend, and. He threatened him. He started beating this guy up. You know, at the time, they all ganged up on him. And he had a gun in his glove compartment. And and he shot the guy and another. Fortunately, he didn't kill either one of them. But he went into prison for eight years at 17 years old. And when he got out from from 25 to 42, 17 years, he became a recluse. He wouldn't go outside of his apartment. And he just... He just, he was afraid of himself. And so I met him at a church, but he didn't come often. And I, I befriended him. And, uh, and he got close to me because I was a little different. You know, he wasn't used to it. And I took him to a, a, a movie, like an Avengers movie. I found out he likes that kind of stuff. So yeah. I took him to a movie, and no one's ever taken him to a movie. And then when we got, then when we got to his, uh, his house to drop him off, it was uh, it was a neighborhood that was I'll just call it like a, uh, a a a poor neighborhood. And we parked in the car and we just started talking and there was just nothing but walls. And and, you know, like it was a it was just we saw walls of the apartments that he lived in. And we got into a very deep conversation and and it was going really, really well until I said one thing. And I and I said, I said, you know, you got to you got to stop looking at yourself like that. I said, you've got the most beautiful smile. You, you, you know, it is a contagious smile. And I was being sincere. And I, and I said, look, we all have a dar- some darkness in us that we have to always deal with. And he yeah. snapped, he snapped and he goes, you see darkness in me. And then he got really, really to where something changed in him. And, uh, and, I, and I, and I wasn't afraid of him. I calmed him back down. But he really got to where he felt, you see the darkness in me? And he, and he just, and he, he, he see, I talked about something that he lives with that he hasn't defeated. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and, and I, we came out of it. And, and my wife, when she heard the story, she, she was fearful for me. And I said, no, sweetheart, the Lord protects me. This is yes. who I am. But that darkness that he has in him that he can't deal with, a recluse for all those years, doesn't go out in public hardly at all. And I got him out in public and, you know, but if you had a person like that, how would you show him your love? I mean, I know how you would, but I'd like to hear you. I wanted to hear you talk about some of the types of people that you actually in your, in your, in your seminar, in your conference, Yes. You know, what you're saying is absolutely the word of the Lord. It's beautiful. And I believe every word you're saying, and I understand it. And it gives me an inner peace. But if someone is like the gentleman that I just described to you, who's not yet accepting the word because he still has that darkness in him. Tell me, tell me some of the, the techniques, for example, how you can open people up. And, and I will back up. It's not how you will open people up. How do you bring the Holy Spirit into this meeting?
1: Oh, well, you know what? You hit the nail on the head, Steve, because the Holy Spirit is definitely going to have to lead me to to know what my next move should be. What I would do is I would start praying. You know, I would start praying right where I was in my mind, um, you know, because I I do that a lot. I always invite the Holy Spirit into every situation. Mm -hmm. I always invite the Holy Spirit in, I actually say to the Holy Spirit in my mind all day long, Holy Spirit, fill my mouth with your words. I want it to be your mind that proceeds out of my mouth um, because the Holy Spirit is going to speak to that individual and even govern that, whole, that, go- govern that uh, person's reactions and, and restrains a person. The Holy Spirit will restrain us. But what I, um, what I would do is, even in the conference, what I like to do, Steve, is I like to be very transparent. I think that it's always best to let people know, you know what? I don't have it all together in case you might have thought that I did. I don't have it all together. God has gotten me together and God keeps me together. So, I like to be transparent and just let people know about my battle with depression that I had years ago, um, you know, being delivered from the spirit of rejection, the spirit of offense, uh being um, you know, Delivered from mental strongholds and being delivered even from suicidal thoughts, I was in a dark place at one time in my life. And so, when people see me and the joy that I have, they tend to think, "Oh no, never! You would have never had that." And so, God has—I'm convinced that God will take your um, your your mess and turn it into a message. Steve,
0: I want to—I want to pause for five seconds on that one. Yeah, (laughs) that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful way to describe this.
1: Yes. Yes. He will take your test and turn it into a message. He will take your test and give you a testimony. Um, And so God will, uh, you know, he will, listen, God will turn some pain into a purpose and just, you know, send you out and have you to minister and witness. Because really what we're all doing, Steve, including yourself is. We've been dealt some, some things that, you know what, we might have thought, that's not fair. And you know what, I don't like that, God. Why, why did this happen to me? I, I don't love this happening to me. I, don't, I wouldn't have chosen this for myself. But you know what, God will turn all things around to work for our good. And because of my faith and because of your faith, then what we're able to do is we're able to take the painful situations in our life and we are able to breathe out a t- testimony, to other people, that there is a purpose in their pain and that God is going to do something amazing in that if they will just trust him. So to answer your question, I would have to pray and let the Holy Spirit govern me, but I also may just begin to just talk to that person right where they are and just let them know, listen, God loves you and I love you too. You know, I tell people all the time, I love you and there's nothing that you can do about it. You can't do anything about my love for you, so don't try. Because I'm going to love you and I am going to love you right where you are. And so I would just have to speak to that person and say, I have problems too, just like you. I have pain in my heart just like you. You have darkness you know, in you that you have to deal with. And you know what? There's darkness in me that I have to deal with. I, we all have to battle that ugly thing called the flesh. But guess what? Mm. Because Christ died, my flesh no longer has dominion over me. So, hey, you can be set free too.
0: Hallelujah. Hello. Oh yeah. So so, um, this this is great. So I want to make an announcement that you haven't heard before uh, to all the people that are listening to this show. Um, Evangelist Michaela Fate's is going to be a regular on this for the rest of our lives. (laughs) You're going to hear her voice from time to time because we need to hear her voice because the Lord has put something in her heart that's coming out of her mouth. And there's nothing better to be a person that can just open your mouth and not think about what you said before it comes out. And and that's, that's the most beautiful thing. And, and, and I think, I think that you have confidence when you trust the Lord that much. You see, I think that's, that's where the confidence really comes from is when you trust the Lord, you don't have to, you don't have to go all in your mind and wonder and worry about things before it happens. You just have to be present in the situation and be who you are because you know that you're just a vessel that the Lord is in, He's filling up. Great. Yeah, it's well it's <laughs> call it what you want, it's just my the life is, you know. So and, and looking at your uh, your conference, and I apologize when I read the, the flyer. The flyer that I've got didn't say the virtuous women's conference. It's not on the flyer. Uh, see there, here here's the flyer and it does it doesn't have the title across the top. Oh,
1: why, Steve? Okay, you put it on this we're gonna talk about this now on the show, but but I, I'll tell you why is because I had to snapshot it real quick because we were trying to kind of get started and oh, it no. just sorry. No, it's my, my
0: sorry, but no, I'm looking at your, your bullets. Um, is there anything in particular in any of these bullets? When, when, when I, when I got an email about what we'd like to talk about, you picked three of them. Redefine yes. what gives you confidence. Is, yes. there, is there anything about what gives you confidence? We we've got, we've got 10 or 15 minutes, at least 10. Um, is there any, what anything about the three points that you had on here that I think we could highlight perhaps, Redefine yes. what gives you confidence, yes. our keys to being more mentally, emotionally and spiritually healthy and stable, facing yes. uncertain times with hope. But let me interject this and I'll turn it over to you. This is just a getting to know each other. And, and we have unlimited time over as many shows, as many visits, sessions that we want to have together to, to speak to what the Lord is doing in our lives and how he is giving us something he wants us to pass on to others. And so whatever we can't get tonight uh, on this particular recording, that's fine. We'll we'll just do more later because you, you've given me something. And and I know, you know, it's not in words that. See, that's what my prayer is for all those listening, is that if you're not hearing ABC, this is what you need to do. That's OK, because I've been listening to you, Michaela, and yes. it's all about several things that you've said and one of those is you pray constantly throughout the day for the Holy Spirit to always be giving you what you need to be able to, to express the love that you know you're supposed to be expressing to glorify the Lord. That, that's basically the whole formula. You want to glorify the Lord in your life? You want to change your life and quit having a pity party and feeling sorry for yourself? And just stop thinking about yourself. Think about the Lord. Be thankful yeah. for what He's given you, and just go out and, and express the love you've got for the life that He's given you, and have others participate.
1: Absolutely, Steve. Amen. Hallelujah to that. You know, I do have. You know, the message, um, the transformed life, uh, the transcendent life, is about an hour and a half. So there's a lot of details in there. Um, but what what I find to be so crucial, and we and we have to also understand this, I hope your viewers understand this as well, is that um, the Bible says that we need to grow in the grace and the knowledge of God. When you have knowledge of God and of the word of God, that is going to transcend your mind because that truth is going to produce something in you. That truth should be doing something in you, having a knowledge of how God sees you, giving you and building a confidence in your mind. To know that you are loved by God is the most powerful knowledge that you could ever have. To know that you are loved by the creator of all things, that should define everything in your mind and your life. And Mm. so when you build your mindset around God's truth and what God says, then you stop looking for it in other people. Because if your mindset is built around the compliments of other people and what people say about you, That's all good and well, Steve, when they're giving you compliments, but what about when the compliments turn into criticism? Well, there goes your confidence. So you have to build that confidence on truth and rooted in God's word so that you will have a stable foundation and so that you're not like a ship without a sail, tossed to and fro in no direction.
0: There's people out there that what we call people pleasers. Right. And everything that makes them happy or sad is dependent upon, like you just said, what other people's reaction to them are. And yes. and that that's a very very tragic situation because it's a
1: dangerous place to be. I've yeah, been there.
0: Because dangerous. Because they, be. it, it's all dependent upon other people. And yes. and that's so sad. But you're exactly right. When you only when you only want to please the Lord, yes, and live and live in, in that righteousness, you don't have to deal with other people's thoughts.
1: Isn't there just such a peace that comes, and we're talking about peace and power. There's a peace and power that comes from the word of God and from the peace that he graces you with because Jesus said, my peace, I give unto you. So that means that when God extends his peace to you and embraces you, that you can have a peace no matter what anybody thinks because your peace is rooted in the one that gave it to you. It's not rooted in circumstances and situations and other people. So we have to get that in order, we have to get that right and align that with the word of God and, and the, what God says about us in order to be graced with that peace that's unmovable and unshakable because while sometimes people and situations, they waver and they change, God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. What I do want to talk about is um, one of the power keys. I just want to give one power key that, on how to be more mentally and emotionally and spiritually stable. And this was huge for me. And that is the power of expectation. Expectations will have people lose their mind when things don't turn out the way that they thought or planned them. Come on, Steve. Can I preach?
0: <laughs> you're, you're amazing me. You're amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, you want me to give you what, what you made me think right away? I'm 68 years old. My birthday was uh, about a week or two ago, July the 8th. When I was 18 years old, I have an older sister, four years older. And no matter what was done for her at that time, she would always complain that it wasn't what she wanted. Wanted, right. And at 18 years old, I I gave her a piece of advice that she didn't really like at the time. And I've never stopped on this particular attitude. I said, Arlene, when you quit expecting things from other people, and you're willing to accept whatever you get and yes. say thank you for it then you'll be a different person
1: that's so good
0: and that's been 50 years ago that i gave that advice so what you just said i just have to thank the lord jesus christ for being able to be here tonight with you sharing in what we know to be the truth yes. and that i've had that in my heart without ever thinking about it ever since i was you know i mean i got 50 years plus on that one yes you're exactly right let me say this and then take it back to you. Um, what you just said about a power key to being more stable and so forth, you know, it's all rooted in the word of the Lord and the truth. We both know that. You've said that. I mean, there's no magic answer that we're giving here other than than that. And yes. a number of years ago, I, I had some friends that were helping me out uh, with my background. You know, I, I accepted Christ when I was nine years old at a Billy Graham revival with my mother but it was suppressed for years and years. And, um, you know, my background was Jewish. I mean, I, I was, a, you know, I was a teacher in the, in the temple. I mean, I taught the children the Torah, you know, I mean, I, I was a teacher, but, but what this person said to me when I really wanted to start understanding more about, about Jesus and, and, and the love of Jesus, I mean, I, I they said, just open the book and read and then read another page. And the point was, how do you, you know when I really finally wanted it? Then I, I said, I've lived enough with all this pain without deny. You know, I don't want to deny this anymore. And and I said, but but what should I do? Yes. And the answer that I was given by several people was, Steve, just start where you're at, open up the Word of the Lord, and start reading, and yes. keep reading. Because when you read, it's not like reading a book where you read a page and you read another page and whatever. When you read the word of the Lord and you open up your heart, it'll fill you and then it'll take you to another place. And before you know it, you're going all over the, the word and and it comes out. You're not like a, a regular book. You know, that's you just, yes. just keep reading is the is what I'm trying to say. If somebody's troubled out there and they're fighting it, just start. Yes. But open your heart. And the simplest prayer you could do is dear Lord, I want to change I want to know you. And then as you read those words with that prayer in your heart, it'll be given to you.
1: Absolutely. You're so right, Steve. I mean, you know, God, he loves us so much. You know, it just starts. I tell everybody, Steve, that that I minister to. Something that I really want the body of Christ and everybody to understand is that we are the church. The church is not where we go on Sunday. We are the church. You, we're, we're the church right now. We're having church right now. Oh, yeah, And you know, it's all about relationship and not religion with God. God is all about relationship. And so you can start that right where you are with just a simple, sincere conversation with God, because that is where he will meet you right exactly where you are right now. And then he'll just continue with you to build on that. I want to talk to you about something about expectation that I learned really quickly, Steve, because this was huge for me because not only did I put expectations on myself, but I also felt that other people had put expectations on me. So I learned this through my own pain and suffering that I experienced through that power of expectations and something that we have to be very careful with, Steve, because I told them in the conference, if you want a quick, fast, sure way to be left disappointed and depressed and defeated... And I think I might have said "busted" and "disgusted," Steve. I think I might have said that. <laughs> if
0: you, Good alliteration.
1: If, if you want to be left like that, then you just root your expectations in people because it's what they're. The Bible says that the hearts of the people are fickle, and we have.
0: <laughs> fickle is in my mind before you said it. We're we're on it.
1: <laughs> and so we have to be very careful because what happens is you become an emotional puppet on a string. Oh yeah. You, When someone goes left, you're left. When they're down, you're down. When they're up, you're up. You become an emotional puppet on a string when you root those expectations in what is fleeting and fickle. So we have to be very careful with that if we want to be more mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy and stable.
0: Well, see, we we don't have time to do it now. We'll do it on the next one. I'll make a note. But, you know, in a lot of relationships, a, a lot of women that allow themselves to be abused, Yes. That's the whole point. All they want to do is please that please. person that's demanding of them, and that person sometimes no longer cares about them than than the man in the moon. And but they'll do anything to please that person. But it's a it's a wrong road to begin with. And yes. and it's self respect. You know who you are. And and there's some beautiful teachings that I know that you give that without ever hearing you before about respecting yourself. And and it goes back to the show that. Ms. Diaz, uh, that you listen to about, do you love yourself? If you yes. love yourself, you're going to respect yourself and, yes. and, and you're going to, you're going to not allow yourself to, to be used like that because you have more respect for yourself than that. That's a beautiful thing. Let's go for the very last one there. Um, and then we'll, we'll finish it up for tonight and then we'll re- reconvene facing yes. uncertain times with hope. What's, what's the word on that?
1: I included that in there. That's not a part of the transcendent life, but that was the most recent teaching that I have done on my online ministry. And so I wanted to include that in there because the Holy spirit put that on my heart, because there's somebody out there, Steve. And I believe that there's many people that just need hope. There's a lot of people that need hope right now. Oh yeah. Um, Hopelessness is definitely, is so prevalent and there are so many people that are really close to being at the end of their rope. They just don't feel like they can take it anymore. And so what I spoke to in this message is for people who feel like, because sometimes we all feel this way. And I believe, like I said, I'm just called to be transparent. And so I begin to talk about how we feel sometimes, even as it pertains to God, when we feel like God's not there, or he's not listening, or he doesn't care, or we just begin to feel like, why have you allowed this to happen to me? Why have you allowed me to suffer this way? why me? Are you picking on me? Are you mad at me? I know I felt like that. And I know many people have felt like that. And we can begin. And I say this in the, the teaching, Steve, we can begin to accuse the heavenly father of child abuse. And we begin to feel like he is abusing us because he's put more on us than we feel that we can bear, even though the Bible says that he won't do that. He won't, so And he never will, Steve, but we don't understand that. But what I love about our heavenly father is that He's full of compassion and mercy, and he knows that we feel this way, and so what I begin to talk about is just to give people a message of hope that the Bible says, and I always have to root it in what the Bible says, because that is what we need to draw strength from. The Bible says that he will never leave us or forsake us. It says that he will never put more on us than we can bear. It says that he'll turn all things around to work for our good. So, we have to believe truth. And that's why this is so important, Steve, that we believe truth, because as we believe and fill our minds with truth, then our minds will be set on a foundation that, you know, we can build off of. but we can't build off of sand. We can only build off of the rock.
0: Nice, nice. So we we need to stop. I don't want to stop, but we will if that's okay. So okay. i want to I want to put a piece of scripture out there that I think you'll appreciate. And then okay. I want to tell everybody how they can follow you. Uh, there, you, you have a uh, you have a website, a podcast, uh, uh, online sermons. Let's do that first. How how do people get to know you and follow you?
1: Well, first they can go to my Facebook page. You can just type in Michaela Faith on Facebook, and then you can go directly to my page. You can also go to. So we have to spell
0: that. We have to spell that. Okay, Michaela's might be spelled different. I'll spell it because I've learned it. M I C K A E L A F A T E. There you go. Is that right? So it, it's Mick Uh M I C K A E L A F A T E at Facebook. So let, let's get them started on there. And do you have a uh, do you have a website where you have sermons?
1: My sermons are actually on Facebook. My uh, website is actually being built at this moment, so it's not. Totally, it's still under construction. But you can go to Facebook and you can go to YouTube as well. They're on my YouTube channel.
0: So anybody can Google your name and they'll find they'll find they'll find you. That's
1: well, right. I'm,
0: I'm going to be all over it. But uh, okay, so I just want to say this to everybody: if you don't know that Michaela is there for you and that I'm there for you, you need to listen to the show maybe a little bit longer. Go back and rewind it. Whatever you got to do here, because we <laughs> we're there for you. We want to be there for you. think.org. Mikayla Fade at Facebook. So let me just just read this. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
1: Jesus, that's what it says, Steve.
0: Amen. Michaela, you are so beautiful. I just I just thank the Lord for connecting us together. And I, I just can't wait for the great things that are to come through the work that we can do together that he's going to allow us to do.
1: Amen, Steve. Thank you. So much for doing this. This has been fun. We were
0: excited. That's wonderful. Well, Michaela, God bless you. And everybody have a wonderful week and we'll, we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to right thinking with Steve Copeland. I look forward to being with you again next week. And remember, don't quit plan ahead. It will get better. God bless you and have a great week.